This is an RNZ podcast. TVNZ One News last Tuesday made a point of stating what had propelled those people to that protest at Parliament. The rising tide of misinformation drives thousands to Parliament's doorstep amid concern about new extremes of online abuse and false information. And that was a reference to the latest report from Te Punaha Matatini on COVID-19 misinformation, which found that it had been rising steeply since Delta arrived in late August and was becoming increasingly violent in tone. The disinformation project also said leading public figures and officials, including members of parliament and journalists, had received specific targeting and abuse. Now, also keeping an eye on what the disinformation project called a landscape that's sophisticated, motivated, adaptive, resilient, increasingly violent and significantly volatile, was journalist David Farrier, whose blog Webworm is eye-opening for those who don't keep an eye on all that stuff. This week he drew attention to messages on the Freedom Rally NZ channel on the Telegram app, fantasising about a Washington DC Capitol riot style scenario here, storming the beehive to arrest the PM for treason, and even shooting people, including the media. Now on Tuesday, of course, that didn't happen, but when it happened in Washington in January, it took Americans by surprise. And David Ferrier saw clear echoes of the far-right and anti-authoritarian sentiments in the stuff posted online here this week, among vast amounts of anti-vax paranoia, all based on misinformation. The dismissal of science and expertise was also a common theme, but you don't always have to burrow down a digital rabbit hole for that. The health response, for all that the Rod Jacksons want to squeal about, is over. As News Talk ZB's Kate Hawksby on air on the morning of the protest last Tuesday, and she hadn't finished belittling the public health experts. But for the people still listening to the squealing hysteria of the people will die epidemiologists like Rod Jackson, uh, you're in for a shock. The government's no longer listening to them. Neither should we. I don't know why they get so much airtime. Well, Kate Hawksby, of course, does know why they get airtime, because they know what they're talking about during a public health emergency and not just what they reckon. But what Kate Hawksby reckons is usually echoed on the air by her husband, who's on the air just after her every weekday on News Talk ZB. And so it was last Tuesday. Ask Michael Baker whether we should be being more cautious, be in lockdown longer and wear masks literally forever, he'll always say yes. What about if you ask him, should we be freaking out? No, he'd, he'd say far too conservative to freak out. That's far too much of an emotion. You leave Rod for the freaking out, Hendy for the deaths and Baker for the conservatism. Got all bases covered, 21 to 9. And Mike Hosking had one expert in particular in his sights. And the absurdity of some of the things we've seen. The day that Adern turned up with Hendy beaming in, on his big screen going, there are 7,000 people going to die. And you thought we took that seriously, for God's sake. And all that chimed with one of Mike Hosking's listeners who texted Mike soon after to tell him this. Mike, the biggest problem we have is that we took the, we took the rectum of the medical profession, the epidemiologist, <laughs> and turned them into gods who manage the pandemic then, uh, to make matters worse, we allow them to rely on the other voodoo discipline of modellers. The results, moronic medical decisions with devastating economic impacts. So I think that if we ever get around to holding a uh, royal commission, you'll probably find that's true. And it's the same all over the world. The epidemiologists and the modellers have been the same all over the world. Sage in Britain, uh, they've all been proven to be wildly, wildly inaccurate. 
But that same day on his website Politic, veteran political journalist Richard Harmon pointed out the Prime Minister's office recently released modelling that influenced its latest alert level decisions, which forecast there would be about 1,200 new cases and 15 patients in ICU by the end of last week. And it was not all that far out. There were 1,037 new cases and 7 in ICU. Now that modelling also forecasts 1,400 new cases and 20 patients in ICU by the end of next week, something that would suggest the outbreak is approaching a plateau, if not necessarily a peak. And that's important and significant if that's how it pans out. Mike Hosking and his ZB listeners who reckon the epidemiologists reside in the rectum of science should be able to work out by then who's really talking out of their backside.